1: This is James Maynard, your co-host. Today's topic, how you feel when you watch the news and what you can do about it. If you're anything like Beth Green, you get upset watching the news or you just don't watch. Let's talk about how you react and why. Are you overwhelmed by human cruelty or irrationality? Do you judge with few facts? Absolutely, I do. Do you avoid issues that seem too complicated? Do you blame them for what's happening and never address your own accountability? Do you just hide in the horoscope? Once informed, do you feel like you have the answers but nobody listens? That's me. Or do you feel like you have no answers and you're glad nobody is asking? That's me. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to stay informed but not get angry or depressed, stay tuned. Let's examine our typical reactions and learn how to face the facts in a way that supports us and others. You can even call in for Beth's help, or to share how you may have overcome some past reactivity and gotten engaged in ways that make a difference. We need to be informed, let's get real, and let's do something about it. And join our post-show forum, where at the host page, you'll see a link on the right for our post-show forum, and you can further engage in the conversation. And now, here's Beth from the inside out.
0: Hi, everybody. Well, this is The Dreaded Show. I mean, when I say it's the dreaded show, it's that this is a topic that's very painful for me, as uh, we talked about already in the introduction. So um, I'm going to ask James to give you the phone number so you can call in, uh, to give that phone number right now, just in case you want to call in soon. James, would you?
1: Yes, here we go. You can call us at 1-866-472-5795. That's one 866 Four seventy-two, fifty-seven ninety-five, or you can email us at beth at bethgreen dot org.
0: I always prefer when you call because then I can talk to you and we can really dig into things. I don't know if you've been listening to Inside Out, but we, when somebody calls into this show we really take their calls and delve in with them into what's going on with them and hopefully help them out. So the reason that I'm so uh, looking forward to this show and to getting your calls is that I do struggle with this and I always learn something when I do this show. Uh, Talking to you, stuff comes to me, so you know, I'm an intuitive. So I'm really looking forward to getting some help with this. So in preparation for today... I just opened up the news on my laptop. I've got one of those, uh, you know, summary of the news things on my Windows 8. And the first story is Tinderbox explodes in wildfires across Northwest, where we live, by the way. And it said... That we have had more fires or burn more acreage or whatever. I don't remember the details because I always go, glaze over and go away when I read the news. Uh, <laughs> we've had more more fires uh, in the first week of this three-month season than we did in the whole last year. So, wonderful news, right? And then the next issue is there's dueling dueling rulings. The court split on health law clash, which means that people still don't know what's going to be happening with the uh, health Care crisis. Um, uh, the crisis being, are we or are we not going to be able to support Obamacare and get somewhere? Or are we going to throw that out and try something else? In other words, nothing. Then we have U.S. investigators focus on money laundering linked to border crisis. Now, was anybody else upset about the border crisis? I mean. I understand we can't take in everybody, but geez, Louise, you look at these kids from, uh, you know, Central America, and you wonder why the heck are they all running up here now? Gang violence and all this—you know, what's going on there? What's happening to their economies, and do we actually have anything to do with it? The U.S., the West—who knows, right? And then we also have ISIS torches 1,800-year-old Mosul Church in. After expelling Christians, this is in Iraq. Then we have train carrying m h seventeen bodies reaches the Ukraine city. This is after uh, you know uh, knocking down a plane with civilians in it. Airlines scrap Israel flights over missile fear. China seals off city after man dies of bubonic plague, and jet wreckage bears signs of impact by supersonic missile. These are the top stories, guys. what's to what's to like, right? And I don't know how you feel, but, you know, sometimes I get really indignant about other people and humans and how they're behaving and all of that stuff. And um, I, but do I really have answers? What I've learned in my years, especially as a spiritual teacher, is that there's always two, three, or five sides to every story, that you really need to know what's going on in depth instead of rushing to judgment. And even then, or maybe especially then, you discover how complex things really are. Whenever I'm reading about the Middle East, I feel sick. I have a Jewish heritage. I know what it was like. Uh, to come out of World War II, I know what it's like to be the Jewish people that had no homeland. I understand that, and I also understand the feelings of the Palestinians. I uh, totally get why they did not want their land given away <laughs> when the uh, World War II was something that happened among Europeans. I understand. Uh, the pain of people who are trying to find their own self-expression and freedom and so on and so on and so on. I feel the more I learn, the more depth I understand to the problems and the less likely I am to be in judgment. But my first reaction is pain. And if I don't get angry and blaming, what I often do is just go away. And if I go away, I'm not going to learn more. And if I don't learn more, then I'm not going to have an informed opinion. And I'm, and then anything that I put out is just going to be emotions spilling over. I tell you, it's very easy to be indignant, don't you think? We already have our first caller. It's Elizabeth from California. Hi, Beth and Jane.
2: Hi. Hi. Um, gosh, you know, watching the news, for me, it's... You know, we hear about the painful things, and to, to hear, you know, news stories that talk about positive things are just so few and far between. Yes. And for me, I I tend to be negative my own self, and so it doesn't take much for me to start downsliding, and to listen to mm-hmm. the news, it's just like, for me, it doesn't feel supportive.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. You know, I understand that, Elizabeth. And I think there have been people who say, why don't we have more positive news? Why don't we Mm -hmm. have more? Why do we always have to hear the negative news? And I can appreciate that. There are good things that are taking place. There are people helping people around the world. There is kindness every day. And we don't hear enough about that. Uh, We seem to have this incredible appetite for gore. I don't get it. You know, when I drive down the road and I see an accident, I look the other way. Almost Mm -hmm. everybody else is like craning their necks trying to see what's going on. I don't want to know. I don't Mm want to see people hurting. This is too painful to me. So I do know that there's a fascination with other people's pain. And there is this, oh, sell newspapers, or now it's, you know, get attention from these gory uh, things. However, the truth is, I think, there is a lot of negative stuff that takes place on the planet every day. And Mm -hmm. in fact, it's much worse often than we realize. When we actually do start studying these things, we often find that there is a trail of blood behind the trail of blood. You know, why are people doing this today? It's not just like one day they woke up and said, I think I'm going to be a bastard and bomb somebody. (laughs) you know there's a lot mm-hmm. there's a lot of history behind our reactions behind human reactivity when you see the moment where the gunman has just shot you know 15 school kids you're looking at What has just occurred and you're not looking at the root, which may have started three or four generations ago when there may have been abuse in the family. So if you actually delve into it, you may discover that the news is worse than you realize, that we're only getting the tip of the iceberg and that what we're dealing with, the painful state of human consciousness.
2: Yes, I was going to say that as well. You know, As far as just the the depth of the pain that does happen, it's just it feels like it's so overwhelming to help change this in a new direction in a better direction so what do, do, totally do you, what, what do you do Elizabeth? it's overwhelming
0: what do you I do? do yeah you're you're overwhelmed i get it do you bury your head in the sand or you, do you just uh, rant and rave and then bury your head in the sand or what do you do in regards to listening to
2: the news i typically don't unless you know i'm in uh, at work and i'm passing by somebody's televisions um, I, I feel the pain, but I tend not to pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'm burying my head.
0: I think um. so. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can appreciate it totally. And by the way, I, I think it's equally, uh, maybe may I use the word neurotic for us to become totally absorbed in every gory detail and read every hideous story. You know, I hate it when all people want to do is read about shootings and so on. That's obviously coming from our own Uh, sickness too it's like why do we have such a craving to hear terrible things that other people are doing to each other so I think that what we're looking at here Elizabeth is we're looking at motive if my motive for turning away is that there's nothing that I know how to do right now but I'm still staying engaged that's one thing but if my motive for reading the news is because I have an insatiable desire for bloody movies then that isn't any better
2: Mm-hmm. Or uh, another thought, that kind of along those lines, is okay. I'm going to watch something that's worse, so that what's going on in my life isn't that bad. <laughs> that's you know, an interesting motive. It's almost like the show. That you know, hey, look at these people; their lives are really screwed up. Okay, I
0: feel better because I'm not that bad. That's wonderful. So we're really looking at the why. You know, uh, this is so important. Why do we do things? Um, why are we listening or not listening to the news, and let's not be judgmental about one another. And I would like to, a little bit later, move on to some things we can do, but there's two more callers, and I'd like to thank you so much, Elizabeth, for your call.
2: You're welcome. Thanks for the show.
0: Thank you. Okay, okay. and next bye-bye. we have – bye-bye. And next we have Rose, also from California.
3: Hi. I just wanted to chime in on this conversation. Ever since I heard the topic last week, I was looking into this, um, because I'm one of those who doesn't watch the news, and I have a a husband who likes to watch the news, I'm always turning it away. So I think it's, you know, for me, a part of the common thing. It's too overwhelming. I have, you know, enough in my head all day (laughs) and this would yeah. be more to take in in any regard, however my motive, if my motive is to be empathetic or if my motive is to be angry, or, not motive to be angry, but if that's my reaction. So I love what you brought up about our motive, and that's, I'll take more look at that. I wanted to uh, say that I, um, I noticed something about the news, that often it's not a call to action. And when you brought up What you do looking at an accident, I, too, was looking at that. What do I do when an accident is happening is I first look to see if there's something I could do. Am I the first on the scene, call the 911, get out of my car, do traffic? What can I do? Once it's in the stage of being handled, I'm moving on. You know, it's handled by someone else, and my job is to get out of the way.
0: (laughs) I love what you're saying there, Rose, and I want to stop for a moment and talk about that because if we are, in fact, checking out the news because we want to ask, what can I do, then that's an awfully good motivation, and I can understand having that feeling of, look, I can't do anything, but sometimes um, we can do something. And we're just running away because the thing that we could do is just too scary. It means that we're going to have to confront something that we don't want to confront, something in ourselves, something in our society. We can be starting to take a look at uh, what are these things that are going on? Why are they going on? They're not isolated incidents. We do see that there is a world full of violence and rage and territoriality and uh you know, exploitation and oppression and all of that. I mean, isn't there something we can do about that? Even if I can't do something about this situation, maybe I can't do anything about that accident, but maybe I can do something about the drunk driving that caused that accident or the... Well, uh,
3: or if I connect the dot to... I'm sorry to interrupt. Um, no, if no, if go I, ahead. If, if I connect the dot to this rage connected to that rage connected to that rage equals this or even, like you were saying, the, all the uh, information behind where this came from and came to be, um, I could take on the idea that my anger spewing out into the world is certainly a chain in the link, and to be responsible for that much and see where I can offer compassion or, or love or peace. Yes.
0: wonderful. I can. That's wonderful. That, I mean, that's
3: empowering. Yes.
0: Yes. So the first thing that, I mean, I would say what we're developing this conversation starting with Elizabeth is we have to start looking at our motives, why we do or do not look. Then we have to ask the question of what can I do? And what you're saying, Rose, is that we can always do something at the very least, which is to send the energy of peace or love or a calming influence into an inflamed situation. If you see uh, you know, a dead squirrel on the road, I always like say a prayer for it, right? And um, right.
4: Or and even if I, I'm
0: in a yes. conversation with somebody who's discussing the stuff on the news, am I bringing an
3: inflamed discussion or am I looking to support what we're talking about today? I could bring this conversation of thoughtfulness and. Motives
0: and everything else. That uh, yes, that is so incredibly important because most people who you are going to meet, who are going to talk about the news, have already got a position in their head with very little information, but just because it reinforces an idea they already have. And I'm going to have to take uh, a couple of other callers, but I just want to finish up uh, with you, Rose, um, because I think this has been such a valuable contribution. We need to really look at our engagement in the world. This is not just our engagement with the news. Are we actually looking at what's going on in our world, seeing what our accountability is, taking a look at what we can do and do it? Sometimes we are with people who are only watching the news in order to reinforce an already existing opinion or prejudice, or there are people who feel frustrated and helpless in their lives, and they like the feeling of being angry because it gives them a momentary sense of power. But if we are not going to be engaged in that kind of energy, but we're actually trying to help, then we have to start looking at the root and the cause. So thank you so much for your call, Rose, and uh, we just have a couple of seconds before we go on. So why don't we take a commercial break before we go on and take the rest of our callers. Don't go away. There's lots more on Inside Out. And callers, don't hang up. We'll be right with you. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel.
5: Bring Beth into your world in person or via the Internet. Learn how by visiting her website, bethgreen.org. At the website, sign up for her newsletter to keep abreast of her latest activities, blogs, videos, and more. Just for signing up, you'll receive a free PDF copy of Living with Reality, her 688-page volume that helps us understand ourselves in relatable terms, as well as offers a proven program to heal and co-create a better world. But there's more. Learn about Beth's four other books, both fiction and nonfiction. Check out her gorgeous music, which is heartfelt and mystical. Become acquainted with Beth and James's programs for healing and training and discover their community, the Stream Center for the New Spirituality, which welcomes you wherever you are in the world. All this and more can be found at Beth's website, www.bethgreen.org. Again, that's bethgreen.org.
0: Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel.
5: You're tuned in to Inside Out with Beth Green and co-host James Maynard. To reach us on the show, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is beth at bethgreen.org. Now, back to Inside Out.
0: Welcome back to Inside Out. If you just joined us, we're talking about how we feel when we watch the news and what we can do about it. We have a whole bunch of people Are waiting to share and our next caller is Irene. Um, This has
6: been very interesting because I grew up in a household that was steeped in the news. I listened to the news on my grandfather's lap
4: during World War II. We
6: Mm -hmm. had news magazines. We had missionary (laughs) magazines with pictures of children in other countries and then I became a history major and taught history and was always encouraging people to to understand what was going on but when i reflect back on that i wonder if it wasn't a way of escaping the pain in the family
0: mm, mm, mm. <laughs> very true I what relate love i i mean that's lovely you know we talk about on the one hand, we want to escape the pain of the news. On the other hand, we can use the news to escape the pain of the family. I love it.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Distraction. Distraction. Yeah, yeah, because it
6: becomes, well, I love I love, like PBS where they're, they're interpreting and explaining what's going on. And so I can get into my head about the pain in the world rather than, get into my heart and feel what's happening between me and my roommate or between me and myself.
0: Well, this is bringing us back to the theme that was beginning to emerge at the end of the last segment, which is, you know, aren't we really talking about the human condition and the way it shows up? So if we are using the news as a way of externalizing our pain, like, oh my God, you know, I have so much pain myself and I don't know what to do about it, but I can go out and demonstrate against the war in Vietnam, which of Mm -hmm. course, you know, was something going on in your era. Um, So then... If you look at it more carefully, of course, we find that it's all the same pain because it's all the same kind of dysfunctional, pathological human behavior (laughs) everywhere. So that's great. Irina, I love your comment. I'd like to thank you for calling in, and uh, we'll have to move on now. But thanks so much for what you've shared.
4: Mm
0: -hmm. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. And now we have Roz calling, also from California. Hello. Hello, Roz. Welcome to Inside Out. Hi. Thank you.
7: Hi. Well, I didn't catch your monologue, um, but I know when I was listening to last week's show and you talked about uh, this topic, I uh, had a lot of thoughts about it and a lot to say. Um, I'm one of those people who does not watch the news um, unless I absolutely have to. And I've been thinking about it. And part of what I've noticed is that I don't trust what I see. Um, and that might stem to just my general distrust of people in general, but I notice that I really, a lot of, at least what I tell myself is, I can't believe what I see on the TV because it's tainted by other people's opinions or how people utilize the media to uh, propagate their own ideas, and it, I'm left with, well... How can I believe anything that I see? So it just makes me want to stick my head in the sand.
0: I love what um, you're saying, Roz. Uh, may I comment on that now before please, you push on please. to another topic? Um, you know, you read my mind because I was going to talk about this, but we had so many callers. So <laughs> I love that you brought this up. I want to give you an example of this. When I was, uh, you know, in my late teens during and early 20s during the Vietnam War era, I was a demonstrator. And I would go to a demonstration and I would see what was happening. And then when I read about it, it was like, what? That's not what happened. I mean, I saw it with my own eyes. This is not what happened. And I know how much lying there was in the media at the time about that war. Of course, a lot of that blew up in our society uh, at Watergate. You know, those people who who are too young to remember that uh, or are not aware of that history we the americans used to believe everything that was in the news as spe- and it, even though the news was controlled and then there was a huge disillusionment based on the vietnam war a very similar thing happened in a closer to time era with the uh, iraq invasion by george w bush you know he c- kept talking about all these weapons of mass destruction and he was getting everybody riled up and the news media actually helped to promote a foreign policy which turned out to be completely bogus and hideously detrimental to not only mm-hmm. our nation, but to others as well. And so, yes, uh, there's no question about it. And what I was going to share with you is that one day I was, I was at a demonstration and there was a t- New York Times um, reporter who was all bloodied getting on the phone Talking about what happened at this demonstration, it was very, very accurate. When I got up the next morning, I saw the first edition of the New York Times, and that story was in it, just like the guy had given it over the phone. And would you believe by the next edition, which was a couple hours later, that story was gone. So mm-hmm. we do have to look at everything with a grain of salt. But what does that mean? Does that mean that, that we should just... I have to look. Right. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm.
7: Yeah, and that's what I've been getting in the little bits and pieces that I've heard in the conversation is that, you know, that, that is my part. That's my responsibility is to continue to dig deeper, to look further, um, to not just wrestle the laurels of, oh, well, okay, that person said it and that person is totally untrustworthy, so there can't be any grain of truth there whatsoever or that there's nothing for me to do about it.
0: That's right. You know, uh, I have I always noticed uh, that... Um, that- at least when I was growing up, that Americans were very not into studying history. And it was like we had rose-colored glasses about who we were, and we really didn't want to know anything. Uh, And anything that would go against our own self-image, and that that certainly happened in, in Vietnam, but there is so many examples of that. So... In a way, we have to embrace history as our friend and be willing to know the truth about ourselves. And that's exactly the same whether we're talking about the news in our nation or the reality of our families.
4: Mm -hmm.
0: You know, what is the history in our families that has led us to this moment instead of just looking superficially at it? If you, um, I don't know, Roz, do you have one more comment that you'd like to make before we go on?
7: No, I just wanted to say thank you. I think that's, that's something that I've actually been engaging in is looking beyond just what I think that I know about anything, whether it be my own interpretation of something or something that's told to someone else. And it's just bringing a whole another perspective to my world. So thank you for the conversation.
1: Yeah. Wonderful. Hey, R- hey yes. Ross, I'd like to add something for you. We live in a great age here of uh, spontaneous uh, uh, sources of checking the facts. And so if you have any question about whether something is factual or not, you can check on the fact checkers who pr- publish what they've come up with. Just like uh, Beth was sharing, uh, on-the-scene reports are a lot better than a lot of that uh, you know, stuff that's propagated over the, the broader news waves. So uh, if we want to be well-informed citizens and try to make a positive difference... Uh, I think checking the, with on the track, uh, fact checkers is a good thing that's available to us thanks to cell phones, uh, videos made on the cell phones, uh, put put up immediately on the Internet, et etc. et cetera. So we live in an age where they can't pull the wool over the, the eyes of the people all of the time like they used to be able to.
0: That is such an important point. Uh, of course, yeah. at the same time, the Internet is full of fallacious information that people that make too. up and put up as news. So, you know, you have uh, a lot, you know, it used to be that you thought, okay, who was it? I can't remember the names. Dan of. Uh, or- Dan Rather, Walter, but there was some Walter, Walter Cronkite Schronkite or somebody like that from our era. It's like this was going to be the truth, but now we know that that's not true. We know that the news stations are all slanted. You know, the Fox News is slanted in the Republican direction. Uh, the uh, NBC is more in the liberal direction and so on. So, And that has been true when I traveled uh, uh, in other countries Everybody knew that the news was slanted. Nobody had the ridiculous idea that anyone was objective because who could be? You know, you have an argument with your next-door neighbor. Uh, The likelihood is that your perspective is going to be based on what you want and need and not necessarily on what's the truth also. So we have to be less naive about the fact that we all have self-interest. We have to be more willing to get the information that we need. We have to look very carefully at the information that we get and, wow, that sounds like a full-time job. It does. So, yeah. Well, thank you so much for your call, Roz. Uh, we need to move on to thank Helen you. now. Thank you. Thank you, Rose. Hello. Hello, Helen. Hi. This has
8: been a fascinating conversation. I can relate to what everybody has said so far. <laughs> um, I don't watch the TV news, but I read the news on the Internet kind of obsessively. <laughs> I mean, I, I'll say several times a day I peruse the, the news on on the Internet. And I don't know why, except that I don't want to feel like I have my head in the sand and I'm just completely unaware. But it does, you know, the, the drought, the kidnappings, the you know, shooting down the airplane. I mean, it's all depressing. Yes. And I don't know what to do about it except to work on my own consciousness and to try to help other people raise their consciousness about, in a generic way. I'm I'm also not a political activist in terms of trying to get people to be vegetarians or something like that. It's m- more in a generic way because, as you said once, there there is only... One problem, and that's the state of human consciousness. Yeah. And, you know, if we can all do what we can do to try and raise the consciousness of humanity, then hopefully someday the news will not all be bad. I mean, I'm sure it will be way past our lifetimes, but, you know, we can just do what we can do.
0: Yes. Yes. Yes, well, if we can continue to ignore climate change, uh, we won't have to worry about it, will we? No. Because <laughs> uh, we won't be around to worry, or our lives will be so different. We <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we may not have the Internet or the news anymore. Exactly. We should try to enjoy the freedom that we have. Well, the, you know, enjoy you touched my heart, anymore, Helen. We have it. <laughs> yeah. Yes, thank you so much for your share. Thank you. Okay, and now we have Todd from California.
8: Hi. Hi,
0: Todd.
9: I was going to say something very similar to Helen in that um, it's funny because when I was in college, I majored in radio and television. I wanted to be a newscaster.
4: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> or that
9: was one of the things I thought I might be. But that all changed. And um, But I've always had an interest in the news. I don't really watch television news, but I do... Um, read the news, similar to Helen, on, on the Internet. I generally get the New York Times every morning, and I read the headlines and so forth so I can be somewhat informed. But to me, it's like it's the, there's this worldview that is propagated through news of any uh, outfit or outlet. And, um, you know, I would like to see more of news that is the context of oneness. And, um, I mean, that's what I try and do, having learned from you to look at things objectively and try and see the news as a filter and presenting a a specific point of view. And I I really like what you said about, you know, the American news, uh, you know, not giving us the full picture on what's happening in in many different situations. And, um, but I think it really uh, does go back to the state of human consciousness and, Trying to bring our own kind of expanded view to the way we watch the news and to help other people do that as well,
0: oh, that's lovely, Todd. Uh, I'm with you uh, and I, but, but what what you're saying too, about looking at the headlines, I so often get stopped by the headline mm-hmm. I feel this punch in the stomach. Yeah. I also use the internet a lot. Yeah. Um, we actually don't have television. So, we use the internet a lot for our news, and I feel this punch in the stomach sometimes when I read the headline, and I don't even want to find out what the story is about,
9: yeah, like the airplane being shot down over yeah. you know,
0: uh, the Ukraine, Ukraine.
10: yeah, the I mean you I know thought, I
0: look at that and I say, God. oh well, <laughs> no, like, there how did that happen? It, huh
4: yeah, yeah,
0: Or you know there it goes again, oh oh well, another shooting, yeah, another this, another that it's like. There is I think the way that news is commonly presented, which is very sensationalistic.
9: If it bleaks, uh, it leads.
0: It's bleak
9: and it, it doesn't yeah.
0: give us anything to work with. Now that isn't always true. There is some excellent journalism. Excellent journalism and I wanna honor that of people who have the courage To go out there and be in these places and actually do their homework and find out about the history and really try to understand it and try to bring that information to us. And I would like us to take a moment to honor those people because some of them give their lives uh, for trying to bring the truth to all of us. And, uh, you know, when I think about that, it sort of embarrasses me because I, I don't even want to read it, but they already, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Look what they've gone through in order to get that news that I don't want to read. So it's like, Ooh, you know, uh, I have to think about that. And you can tell, you know, the in-depth reporting, but I think that one of the problems that we're facing here about how to use the news is that, you know, the, the word is out that the attention span of most of us has gotten so short that nobody reads anything. Yeah. I, I, I read recently that people actually do multitask while they're watching television. They're watching their favorite show, but they're also watching the news or they're playing a game or they're texting. Or they're the, how do you get people's attention? Hey, I have the same question. How is Inside Out going to get and keep your attention? How are, are people going to be willing to actually spend an hour thinking about a topic rather than saying, oh, yeah, well, I, I caught the first 10 minutes of your show and I thought it was great. And I'm thinking, first 10 minutes of my show? <laughs> first 10 minutes of my show, I haven't even introduced the topic yet. Right. You know, and, and people do not really go into the depth. There, we're so used to information as stimulation and entertainment. Yeah, actually, Yeah, s- that we're not bites. looking. Yes, yeah. and I mean, everybody bemoans this every time we have an election. Anybody who wants to say something finds themselves caught in this dilemma, and I'm going to make a huge confession. Huge confession is that I used to do videos. You know, we have Beth Green TV, and if you go to BethGreen.org, you'll see links to the Beth Green Media. You'll see a slider that goes by. You can go to BethGreen TV. You can see Inside Out Television. I used to do one and two hour videos on topics. And even then I felt like I didn't say anything. Now you got 10 minutes. I'm giving you 10 minutes because I know damn well that if you see that it's an hour and a half, you're not going to watch it. Mm -hmm. So I'd rather give you 10 minutes then have you not seen anything? And I never thought that I was going to do that, but it's like, well, do you want to sit there? Uh, you know, with the, your hour and a half of brilliant analysis that nobody is uh, going to be paying attention. And that's one of the things that I love about Inside Out is we've got an hour; we can actually get into a topic, and even then, we're always scratching the surface. Yeah. So love I'd it. like and to thank you. I'm here for the you. hour. <laughs> Thank you, Todd. I really appreciate that so much. And uh, you know, I always ask people if you are getting something out of this, pass it on, share it on Facebook, tell people about our program, and say, listen to the whole show. It may surprise you, or boy, I got a lot out of that show. Just you know, stick your face into it and put your name on it, and uh, and say, this is I, I got something from this. Take a look. So thank you so much for calling, Todd. I really appreciate the call. You're welcome. Okay, Bye. well, I see that we have uh, one caller uh, who's waiting, uh, but we are going to be going to our second commercial break. So if you want to call, we only have one caller on the line, so there's there's space for you to call us as well. And uh, if not, we will continue anyway to talk about some of the underlying things, what significant things can we take away from this conversation? So don't go away. We're going to commercial break, and we'll be back in a minute. <laughs> visionary this is the voice america seventh wave channel
5: bring beth into your world in person or via the internet learn how by visiting her website bethgreen.org At the website, sign up for her newsletter to keep abreast of her latest activities, blogs, videos, and more. Just for signing up, you'll receive a free PDF copy of Living With Reality, her 688-page volume that helps us understand ourselves in relatable terms, as well as offers a proven program to heal and co-create a better world. But there's more. Learn about Beth's four other books, both fiction and nonfiction. Check out her gorgeous music, which is heartfelt and mystical. Become acquainted with Beth and James's programs for healing and training and discover their community, the Stream Center for the New Spirituality, which welcomes you wherever you are in the world. All this and more can be found at Beth's website, www.bethgreen.org. Again, that's bethgreen.org. The
0: Seventh Wave Channel on The Voice America Network.
5: tuned in to inside out with beth green and co-host james maynard to reach us on the show please call 1-866-472-5795 that's 1-866-472-5795 if you'd rather send us an email the address is beth at bethgreen.org now back to inside out
0: welcome back to inside out We have two more callers on the line. And after that, I think that James and I are going to want to talk about what we can do about it. So let's go first to Christine in California.
11: Hello. Hello. Welcome. Thanks. Um, It's funny. My mom always would tell me to read the front page of the newspaper when I was a child just to kind of be aware of what's going on. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really like to. I think I can put myself in the camp of um sticking your head in the sand. Mm-hmm. And um which is interesting because I'm a public relations professional
4: <laughs>
11: <laughs> which means that I deal with the news. Um and I'm fine with keeping abreast of the news in the industry that I represent, mostly technology. But when yeah. it comes to world news or national news or political news, you know, I just I I just feel pretty ignorant and mm-hmm. probably am pretty ignorant. Um But one thing I can say, I know you're talking about how our attention spans are shortening. Yes. And I would say it's compounded by my not relating to other people as real. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But one thing I remember with all the conflicts in Syria when when those start, well, I wouldn't say started because they've been going on for a long, long time, but were just more in the news, I think, last year. Yes. There was an article in the New York Times That said, kind of, it it basically broke broke it down, like everything you wanted to know about Syria, but are afraid to ask. Yes, and it was so interesting, and it was long, and um, it showed all the different complexities that were at hand, the history, all the different factions of people. And yes. what was so cool is it made it real to me. I could relate to it. I could understand it. And even though I didn't know necessarily that I could do something about it, I at least, I don't know, that was a different piece of news for me. And um, I, yeah. Go ahead. You're going to say something.
0: Oh Well, yes, I wanted to comment on that because I think this is beginning to bring us into our last segment, which is about what can we do about it. And what you're talking about is, let's acknowledge that many of us are watching the news in order to have a prejudice reinforced. Yeah. Oh, an- another story, negative story about the Tea Party, or another, another negative story about uh, you know, the, 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 prog- the progressives or whatever it is, whatever I'm longing for. And then we're back to motive. I'm not watching the news to get informed. I'm watching the news to get inflamed. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. And so
0: if my real motivation is to understand and help, then I am going to look for those reliable sources. Mm-hmm. And how is that? So let's say you think the New York Times is going to be more reliable than Fox News or the National Enquirer or anything that's really got uh, its own perspective that it's pushing. Now, of course, the New York Times has its own perspective, too. But Mm -hmm. you're more likely to find somebody who's actually going to cite history on the New York Times or go to the library and look it up. Mm -hmm. second thing would be go to different sources that have different slants. Uh, You know, you hear one side and, oh, the girlfriend, your girlfriend comes in and she tells you blah, 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 and you believe it about her boss. And then you interview the boss and you find out it's just the opposite. (laughs) You know, I'm a counselor. James and I do counseling. And, my God, it's unbelievable when you listen to he said, she said, you realize, my God, just in one family, Uh, how people are just giving you part of the information because they're trying to get you to think and feel a different way, however they want. So sometimes we need to get conflicting perspectives on the same story in order to begin to form our own opinion. Mm -hmm. And we also need to start looking at people that we think might have some interest in bringing some truth to bear like someone in history or a sociologist without assuming that they're always telling the truth either, but getting in, you know informed on so many levels. So, so I wanted to share that with uh, with you because what you're saying is already linking into what we can do. do. we first thing we need to do is look at ourselves and say, do I really want to know or am I trying to give myself an emotional high of some sort, either anger or sadness or
11: what am I really doing this for? Right. Absolutely. And uh, my company has online subscriptions to the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal. Um, so those are the two pieces, those are the two outlets that I read often. Yes, yes. And that it is true, there will be different slant yes. on the exact same topic, but I like your point of, um, you know, I can take those point of views and use it to help me form my own and my own understanding as well.
0: yes. Thanks so much for your call, Christine. Yep. Yeah, thanks. And last caller today is Erica.
10: Hello, Beth.
0: Hello, Erica. Welcome.
10: Thank you for the topic today. Uh, I am one of the many who avoid the news, um, <laughs> mostly because it, it leaves me so off balance. And I yeah. do begin to recognize patterns of same news, different day. You know, which accidents are we reporting on today? Which yeah. disaster, are we, you know, this much time allotted for disaster, this much time allotted for good news. You know, they bait you all the way through the the yeah. news program to give you uh, three minutes of good news. Uh, and I know I get jaded that way, but um, perhaps I'm the last caller because I really want to do something about how I feel about what's going on in the world. And this kind of forum really does help. It allows me to bring my feelings to the topic of the day my confusion, um, my need to be better informed by other opinions or other facts that are not mm-hmm. being presented, the did-you-know mm-hmm. conversation. So yeah. um, that's where I, I you know, I just desperately need the balance because I get um, ungrounded so easily by the pain and desperation of what's going on. And I don't want to be left out there floating and... and Ungrounded. I don't think I can do anything to support anybody else with how they're reacting. If I'm yes. just off in reactivity, so
0: yes, um, yes,
10: I understand. I, this uh, is
0: what I, I, I thank you for sharing your thoughts and your feelings about it. I can really relate to how you feel, and I I relate to how painful it is. But now we need to talk about why we need to do it anyway. And uh, I want to thank you so much for your call, Erica. And uh, James, you said that you wanted to share something.
1: Yes, I'm I'm very happy to address what Erica and the others have raised. Um, Some of the things that I've done uh, is to try to cultivate an attitude of calm and compassion. And so no matter how tragic uh, the event or how heinous the action may have been, like a shooting in a school, I try to put myself into a mode of, uh, okay, well, how can I better understand this? If there's a shooting in a school, I really read up on what can what can we learn about the psychological dynamics of what prompted this person to do that, and what can we do as as part of an early warning system and other things to help that not happen again. Uh, and so, in any arena, I try to take that attitude because the calm the calm state tends to put out uh, good vibrations better for the collective. And and also just to recognize, I start from the standpoint that, hey, there's a tremendous amount of pathology in the human condition. So why am I surprised? Why am I shocked?
4: Mm-hmm.
1: But rather to, to try to have compassion that this is still happening. And what can we learn from this? And, and then to, to read more, like you said, about reading the two different kinds of points of view. And a, a lot of what I wind up doing is uh, I'll support a particular group's activity or another group's activity, I'll sign a petition on the internet. And so I'll add my name, add my weight to whatever public mobilization they're trying to do to help bring corrective action. And, and, and another thing that helps me is just to say, that's evolution. This is the state of humanity, this is where we're at, uh, that's okay, it's, I don't have to get all upset, uh, that's evolution. And so I just try to put myself in neutral, I don't always succeed, but um, particularly when it comes to partisan politics and candidates that I support against other candidates. But Todd raised the point about, why don't we all try to be more in the oneness and try to avoid going into separation and opposition. And uh, when people go to war, they're at the most intense uh, separation and opposition, And so just to look at that and understand that, okay, well, that's where that's at. That's that stage of evolution. Now, what can we we learn from this, and how can we move forward? And what actions can we support to change that circumstance, if we can, or help to change it?
0: Great. Uh, James, I think those were all very helpful. I'd like to just follow up a bit on what you've already shared. Um, the first thing is about the partisanship and the I am that. One of the things that we teach, that I've been teaching as a spiritual teacher for many years, that relates to what Todd was talking about too, is the oneness. Uh, the you know that is I am that. The first thing that I have to stop doing is looking at the news to prove to myself that I'm a better person than those other people out there, and uh, to just stop just going tisk tisk, you know uh i remember when um i was writing blogs for the huffington post and i wrote a blog about this uh, some uh, representative who was caught in some sexual uh you know embarrassing situation and he was clearly a sex addict and uh Everybody was making fun of him, and it just horrified me because I thought, there is so much untreated and unrecognized sex addiction in our society. Who the heck are we to go ahead and judge everybody? And so practicing I am that is so important. Having compassion, like you said, trying to understand the perspective of everybody involved, all of a sudden the world seems less frightening. It's very odd. One of the things that happens to us when we read the news is that when we're not going into fear and indignation, is, is that we're going into fear and fear, which is, uh, what a scary world this is. I think I should just go hide. But when we follow up with understanding instead, the world becomes a more understandable place, and then we realize that there are things that can be done. When uh, the United States was planning to invade Iraq, I was part of the anti Uh, war movement and what I was trying to talk about was the history of the Middle East and trying to help people to understand, even to understand September 11th and uh, say, if you were in this position, wouldn't you also feel this way? What is it that links us as human beings? Why do we have so uh, these kind of reactions that we all have? How am I also that When I get it, that it's not just them. When I feel the I am that in different situations, then I'm actually looking for the answer. I'm trying to understand why a person would do this. And that might help me first to lead to understanding and then perhaps to lead to action. It looks like we're going to have to end this topic right here and now. But, James, will you tell us what we're going to talk about next week?
1: Yes. Our next edition of Inside Out will be do you ever feel like an idiot? Have you judged others that way? Stop. What a way to describe a human being, and yet how many times have we described ourselves or others as idiots? When, you may, when you've made an obvious mistake, do you feel like an idiot? Yeah, I sure do. When others can't understand something or are slow or confused, do you judge them as idiots? I do. How are we going to <laughs> OK. <laughs> how are we going to fess up to our foolishness if we condemn ourselves? And how can some of us also face becoming impaired by illness, age or anxiety, if we judge cognitive loss as shameful? Let's stop denying our mistakes and impairments. Let's stop blaming others and covering up. We are all idiots sometimes, and some of us are declining as well. So tune in to Inside Out to face the reality of our own mental limitations. Let's stop beating ourselves up and learn how to get more support so we can make fewer mistakes and forgive ourselves when we make them. Don't be an idiot. Call in and talk about the way you feel like one and let Beth help. (laughs) Then join our post-show forum via phone or internet. And you can see the link on the right side of the host page. And now a final word from Beth. Thank you.
0: Thank you. This is a very, the, to- the topic of the news is a very important one because we live in a democracy which means that we have a vote, that means that we have a say. But when we don't become informed, we surrender that vote and we surrender that say. As I was talking about in our July 4th edition about how we give up our rights, Sometimes we're escaping into watching the news as Irene was talking about. It's like, am I really reading this because I need to know or because I'm trying to not do my homework today? But, and sometimes we're just avoiding looking at the way we are and taking action in arenas that we need to take action. So uh, the first thing that I ask you to do in the next week as you're digesting this inside out is to look at why you are or are not reading the news? What are you choosing to read? Why? Why is so and so marrying so and so or getting the Academy Award more important? And or are you reading stuff to get yourself all riled up so that you can feel like you know uh, impotent and rageful? What are the motives? And what, as James was saying earlier, and several others, what is to be learned so that we can together do something about the incredible amount of pain that we do have on this planet. Thank you.
5: Thank you for making us a part of your week. Listen for the next edition of Inside Out with Beth Green and James Maynard next Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Have a great week!
9: Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought
4: to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional shows